I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. Hey, Rod, let me speak about the freaks. Let me speak about the freaks because instantly she made another selection because he was in the line and had money co- connection, correction, way more paid is why she laid and played a charade in this game of deception. This, this mysterious, mysterious mistress of <laughs> this actress of the mattress because... She's the one of the mattress. Well built and equipped with the tactics. 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 Mm-hmm. Yes. Hey, welcome to the Black Guy Who Tells podcast with your host Rod and Karen. And I feel like uh, there's no other way I can introduce this guest without saying, yay, bitch. Uh, it's my boy. <laughs> Ain't no heard of new far side on the radio. Um, it, it's the homie, uh, Morgan P. Campbell, man. Um, it's been too long since he's been on, but, uh, of course you guys can check him out at buymorgancampbell.com. Um, and, uh, subscribe because I get an email update every time he posts a new article and it's like, boom, let's talk about, uh, you know, what's going on in boxing. Let's talk about baseball. So, and those are two things I don't even pay attention to unless Morgan's writing about it. So that's the truth. You guys go check it out, man. Uh, what's up, Morgan? Man, I'm just here on this Sunday morning. Um, okay, if, oh, because you guys can see me on pod, on on Spreecast. I was gonna say, if it ever sounds like I'm eating breakfast while I'm talking, it's because I'm eating breakfast while I'm talking. <laughs> um, so I'm just here. I'm ready to do this. I'm excited. As I said, even though I work in real media, it's like exciting to get a call from uh, podcast stand. Uh, asking me to guest, so I'm ready to do this as always. Yeah, man, we free and over this here. Is a luxurious yeah, penthouse. If you guys, if you guys remember from the All Balls Don't Bounce podcast, yep, mm-hmm. constant references to the penthouse. This is yep. a luxurious, opulent penthouse that you see. Oh, you. okay, black decadence. Oh, okay. <laughs> I see you, dog. Yes, exactly. Um, well, uh, if it wasn't so smoggy outside, the view. Now, now, Morgan, I gotta ask, dog. Um, what you been up to, man? Since uh. You know, it's been so long since you've been on, man. What all, what all has been going on with you? When was the last time I was on? I can't remember. Man, it's got to be last year sometime. Like, like probably <laughs> December or something. Let me think. Let me think. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, let me think. Uh, I'm getting into a couple of different uh, projects at work, like non-writing projects. Uh, I don't know if you guys knew me back when I was doing fighting words at the star and mm-hmm. we do all these little videos and interview fighting. Yeah, you had a like MMA you had an MMA video where you you fought yeah. a dude. I saw that. Yeah, so we're getting ready to um resurrect that I think uh, after we find some sponsors. So we've been busy kind of planning and shooting pilots for that and looking for sponsors. Um still covering the sports industry uh at the star. Um actually signed up for uh I'm in a creative writing class right now. So that's like taking, that's like, didn't realize how much work that would be, man. That like dominates my life to write these little 500 word, uh, pieces from your memory. Uh, but I decided to do that because I wanted to just get into a different type of writing and kind of break out of the 600 words at a time newspaper, uh, mold and use a different part of my brain. Um, do so you need, going a, well, man. do you need to do as much research for creative writing as you do for, your normal writing because yes. i noticed that uh when you write uh, a lot of your stuff it comes from like uh there's a lot of like almost background of business and yes. and money and stuff run, yeah. so what about in creative writing do you look up a lot of stuff or you just kind of go off the dome well this is one of these things uh because this class is 
The notebook, um, the class is called like Writers True to Life. So it's like people who are interested in like writing their own stories and writing a memoir or something like that. So these assignments we get are you have to write stuff um, from your own life. Uh, but there is a degree of research because, yeah, it doesn't just come off the top of your head. You have to walk around and take notes and remember the stuff you're doing. Sometimes you have to, to um, research and like cross reference dates and stuff. Mm. Right. Because you can't be like, um, I just had the first brand new pair of Air Jordans that came out when I watched the O.J. Simpson car chase. I'm like, no, those dates do not <laughs> line up. Because right? <laughs> people think they remember stuff that they didn't actually remember. So uh, that's and it, it's a different type of challenge, man. It, it, but it's um, it's and and when you have to write something where you know you have to write minimum three drafts, uh, it's different. Because, like, in the newspaper industry, it doesn't have to sound really good. You write one draft, and as long as it sounds pretty good, you know, what you write in this 45 minutes that you have allotted to write, boom, it's good. But, uh, yeah, this is this is different. It's a different challenge, man. A lot more preparation, a lot of a lot more pre-writing and a lot more rewriting. Ah, okay. Yeah, the, uh, the thing that's funny, I always find funny, is when they do find – little uh quirks and stuff in in people's like uh fiction such as like on mad men there's people who devote their entire like blogs to just being like actually this cola did not come out until 1967 <laughs> but they showed it in episode four which takes place in 1964 uh so that that's incorrect you know like it's kind of i mean it's it's, yes. it's crazy but like i i get i'm sure whoever wrote that wasn't thinking like they were like that's about the same time you know but it's just weird when it's like well that song came out in 1972 martin luther king was actually shot before that song came out so <laughs> don draper could not have heard that song after martin luther king got shot uh yeah. that, that's impossible <laughs> so um because well, the internet and the internet makes that so much easier and the internet is so full of those people man mm. you know and i deal with them every day on my job um people that will like email you and fight with you because you use the word renew instead of extend like on a contract mm. there's a big difference i'm like okay shit there's a difference you're right i'm wrong <laughs> yeah it seems like being a writer <laughs> is kind of a um by nature would be a bit of a humbling thing even though it's also got to be kind of a power rush because you know your words are you know the, the definitive thing on for some people like if they read this article it's like oh morgan says mayweather's gonna win but it's also got to be humbling though because there's all these people between you and just you know the putting it in the paper so it's you know it's hey man change this thing hey uh why, why don't you cover it from this angle uh you know why don't we we should probably take this part out we should make uh, it longer that was the newspaper industry 15 to 20 years ago mm-hmm. now um, <laughs> that entire class of people yeah editors, Right, gone. Uh, being systematically eliminated from newspaper. Where wow. we were, we don't really have many copy editors anymore. We don't have page designers. Like just this past couple of weeks, they just got rid of them. Um, and so what happens is a lot more mistakes and typos get into the paper because yeah. and onto the internet because you just don't have as many people reading each story. Because like any of us, we write something and it makes perfect sense to us. But we've been staring at this all day. So there's little typos and stuff that we don't notice just because we've been staring at it all day. That's why it helps to have a second and third and sometimes a fourth person read it. Uh, but in the effort to save money, because as we said offline, Karen, you're either making us money or you're saving us money. If you're not doing either, get out of here. Mm-hmm. Um, 
newspapers have been like, oh, we can cut down the number of copy editors. Let's just have two people read the story instead of one. And that's dangerous because I see my stories all the time that get on, you know, that, that wind up published online initially um, with the original typos that I made just because wow. the business moves so quickly and, you know, they don't have the time or the manpower anymore to have people read these stories. And it's a, it's a dangerous it's a dangerous game to play. Um, it's kind of like saying uh, as a sports team, um, I'm not I'm not going to have any uh, scouts or like assistant coaches because you're just like, you know what? All these guys know how to play baseball. What do I need a pitching coach, man? David Price knows how to pitch already. Why does he need a coach? Let's save that money. No, right. no pitching coach. Um, <laughs> that works until it doesn't. So yeah. we'll see what happens. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, go ahead, Karen. I'm sorry. They can money yeah and then my, my question Morgan, do you think ahead, them being cheap and cutting because i know all businesses do this but for the fact that you don't got that yes. second or that third person or for the fact that a lot of times uh when it goes up these people probably like specialize in uh english and grammar and like so they can probably pick up on things that you know the normal person probably wouldn't pick up on do you think that incre- increases lawsuits for you know errors or slandering or anything like that just for the fact that you're trying to rush and post stuff out and people really aren't doing their jobs you know what i'm saying yeah it's not just it's not even just your grammar this shit like fact checking that yes you know people "Mm -hmm." might not have time to do it you know doing that no more okay so you notice how like it has occurred to each of you that this might happen Mm -hmm. uh most consumers can kind of figure that out, but for whatever reason, the people that run the newspaper industry have not made the connection between uh, less scrupulous editing mm. and more errors that can lead to lawsuits or more errors that just chip away at the credibility of your product to the point where people don't feel like paying for it anymore. Right. Um, and the, the newspaper industry amazes me, uh, you know, with how, how, many, how, many, how many dollars they're willing to lose to save a few pennies. Mm. Um, so, you know, a lot of places, our place included, they got rid of, this is why we had the big, uh, byline strike. Um, I think it was in February. Now what is uh, a, okay, what's a byline strike? So basically when you, um, publish a story in a newspaper, it says the person's name, right? By Morgan Campbell, Mm. uh, business reporter. Uh, so if you take your byline, off the paper. Most times readers don't notice it because the only people that look at bylines are other journalists, honestly, mm. but or the people that know you personally. But like the people that run newspapers, they hate to look at a newspaper with no bylines. So if you want to protest something silently, it's like a little sit-in. You're like, okay, tomorrow none of us are going to use our byline. That's it. Mm. <laughs> they can just have a paper with no bylines. So we had a byline strike to protest the fact that you know our company, The Star, wanted to get rid of most of the copy editors and all of the page designers mm. they want to outsource all that stuff because again just like as you guys have said it just leaves too much room for too many mistakes yes. to get into the paper um and people aren't going to pay for that like man, money is tight these days right it's tight like if people can get all this news for free on the internet and get and and live with the inaccuracies that come with internet reports because hey man it's free i'm not paying for this right um if I'm going to pay, it better be right a lot more than it's wrong. I don't want to see no spelling mistakes. I think that's no true. Punctuation mistakes. And I, I didn't even think about this, but um, if I was a writer, uh, it would actually risk making me look bad because yes. now yes. My, my shit is actually getting out there and it may have mistakes or it may have facts that are yes. wrong that weren't, you know, that I was not able to corroborate or whatever and nobody else did. Yes. It's just posted on the internet now. 
Well, I'll give you an example because the star. This is a big story, so it's not like I'm. I'm. I'm uh, it's not like I'm. I'm Telling like tales out of school. I, yeah. So what happened was uh, there was a big. There's a there's a political change here in Ontario. So the premier of the province, who's like the governor, he quits. Middle of his term, a uh, woman from his party replaces him. Okay, so mm-hmm. she gets rid of his whole cabinet, starts turning people over. So there was a cabinet minister uh, named Margaret Best, um, black lady, Jamaican Canadian, uh, who lost her, her, her cabinet post. Right. Mm-hmm. So after she loses her cabinet post, she goes on medical leave. This is over the winter. She goes uh, on medical leave from the job. So she's still on medical leave right now. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, a reporter from the star, I guess he's friends with her on Facebook sees that she's posted a photo. This is in April, I think, or the beginning of May. Uh, sees that she's posted a photo um, of herself and her daughter on vacation. Um, <laughs> so, and I think you can see where this is going. And right? maybe maybe so, she was on medical leave because she was sick and tired of being at home. Well, listen, so <laughs> what happens is, yeah, this is the, like the last week of April. So he writes this story, you know, and he calls her, um, you know, to, to verify. But the, the message isn't very urgent. He's just like, hey, this is Rick. Give me a call. Um, nothing back from her. They just go with this big story about how she's supposed to be on medical leave. But in reality, she's gallivanting around Mexico. Oh, right? wow. It, it. And this was on the front page of the new, the front page of the print newspaper. Oh my like god! Like on the internet, if something's wrong, you can just take it down. Just take the story down. Oh, and that paper go out. Archives mm. or whatever. Yeah. So this is on the front page. It's on A one. Big bold type. Margaret Best on vacation when she's supposed to be on medical leave. Now, this, before we even get, get to that, right? The vacation could very well be part of medical leave. Right. The doctor said, "Look." stressed out here this winter crappy weather is ruining your health go someplace warm relax decompress uh but it turned out that the photo was four years old it was from like some vacation she had taken with her daughter before oh my god serious in april yeah and the thing is so this story goes through all these layers and everyone says okay yeah this is fine this is fine this is fine but it was wrong so they wind up uh publishing this huge apology to her um Apology you know, with some money, she right? She showed up at the office. Pardon me? Apology with some money, right? And, and she showed up at the, Well. I'm sorry, here's some money. That's what I you better know. tell me. <laughs> well, this well, okay now. We don't know there's been a lawsuit filed. I'm sure I could go we can go to the courthouse and check that out. Right. But she did show up at the star with a lawyer. Uh the lawyer's name is Julian Faulkner. Um and having dealt with Julian Faulkner, um, on a couple of levels, I know Julian Faulkner does not leave his house for either huge money, unless it's for either huge money or huge publicity or some combination of the two. Mm. Um, so you save some money, you know, getting rid of some copy editors, but you'll listen, everything you save, you'll lose in these lawsuits. Or again, you'll just lose in the credibility that, that drains away from your business. And also, so um, really have to ask themselves. how much of that was also like the rush to, to be first, because, um, not waiting on that callback gotta be crucial right there. Like, that's one of those, like, you know, hey, I made the callback. Can we just, let's run with the story. It's like, well, how, how long ago was that? I don't know. 10 minutes. Let's go. And, 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 and to me. <laughs> yeah. Well, go ahead. 
I, and I guess to me, I'm sorry, Mar, I guess to me, Morgan, when you're writing, that's what you do. But the other people literally have the time to email, to go back and forth, to make the phone calls, to, to do like little, little things, because this is all they do. Everybody submits everything to them. So they're going to be more detailed. They're going to be like, no, nah, let's wait another 24 hours or 48 hours. And now I had heard from them. But as soon as I do, that's when we're posted. Like somebody would have taken that time. To either call her, email her, go by her house, or do some kind of form of verification. But because nobody did that, right. this goes up the chain of a four-year-old picture. So then mm-hmm. everybody's like, oh, why do you show up here with your lawyer talking about, y'all, I'm getting ready to own three-fourths of the star now. Because <laughs> y'all didn't do y'all job. Well, that's the thing. And it's, and it's, and this is, it's, it's, this was like a perfect storm because there's, you know, reporter, uh, this is no disrespect to him, but he's like an older guy. He doesn't he doesn't use social media. He's not as familiar with it as as people our age and younger are. Okay. Um, so he sees a picture that's 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 posted. He thinks it's brand new, um, but there's also yeah all these other layers of oversight where someone could have stepped in and said, "Hey, wait a minute, let's verify it at any time. Yeah, let's wait till we hear from her, right?" But the thing is, the other thing the newspapers don't feel they have is is the luxury of time. Right. You know, they they feel they have to be immediate, as immediate as Twitter. Um, and this is what happened. But the thing is, when like stuff goes out on Twitter, all how many times has Twitter killed Eddie Murphy, right? Yeah, it yes. goes out on Twitter all the time, and it's like it's wrong, it's wrong. Okay, it's just a rumor mill. Um, but newspapers, again, uh, if they want to remain credible, uh, you know, up till now have kind of held themselves outside and above the rumor mill. And the moment that you decide we don't want to be above the rumor mill anymore, we want to be part of it is the moment you made yourself absolutely irrelevant because then you're just no better than Tasha down the street who thinks that Oprah kicked Tommy Hilfiger off her show because that's the rumor she heard is fact. Yeah, mm-hmm. Yes, <laughs> and, and and to me, Morgan, the thing that, the, I guess the thing that, that trips me out is for the fact that when it comes to, like, newspaper and me, and, and, and this is, I guess, because I'm old, when it comes to newspapers and medias, your job is to be a fact checker. You're supposed to check facts yes. before you put anything out to the general public. Now... It's a shame when your competition is Twitter, your competition is Facebook, your competition is blogs. You better put it like this. Your competition is somebody that doesn't give a damn about accuracy, doesn't give a damn about vocabulary. We'll use all kind of slang in their language. We'll use, you know, you know, sometimes post illegal shit that they're doing in their posts and shit like that. But but (laughs) but yeah, you want to come around and do this. And then guess what? Uh, Maggie on the Web is not going to get a lawsuit, but you will. Well, it's the one thing that is different i think in the one area where a newspaper can separate itself from a blogger is all these areas of uh you know these these fail safes you know where hey this guy looked at it too this guy looked at it that guy because the thing about the woman on the blog is not that she can't be uh it's not that she can't be sued karen is that i can just shut my fucking wordpress down and be like all right well yeah, have fun. Do that. I'm out. True. You know, yeah. I, I might not be right. using my real name on my website. That's right, too. But, you know, with a newspaper, it's like if shit goes down, they like they look at that byline. I, I bet you that's another person that's interested in the byline. If you say something about me, I don't like I'm, a, <laughs> I'm interested in your byline and, and I'm coming. To, I'm coming for you and who you are. <laughs> so, yeah, and it's amazing. And I, and I don't understand this again about and. The people that run the newspaper industry, they will blame, you know, any number of factors for for the for for to explain, you know, why they're not making money anymore. They'll blame the internet, they'll blame blogs, they'll blame the audience. 
but a lot of it just has to do with the way they do business, right? Like you don't you don't see people. The newspaper industry does business the way people expect expect Floyd Mayweather to fight. In that Floyd Mayweather has his style of fighting that works for him, and everyone says, "Well, you're not a real man unless you make it easy for the other guy to beat you." Why would I do that? Why would I give away all my advantages to do this? But this is what the newspaper industry seems determined to do. Because again, what separates uh, the newspaper industry from Twitter um, is resources and kind of the commitment and the expectation that it's going to be right, not just fast. It's going to be as fast as possible, but it's going to be right because it's fact-checked, because that's what separates us from Twitter or just the general blogosphere. Um, but the newspaper industry seems kind of determined uh, to give away that advantage and, and, and fight this battle uh, on someone else's level, where Twitter has the advantage because Twitter's fast and Twitter doesn't have to be right. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just perplexing, but... Yeah, we I remember we covered an article that a guy put on that they uh published on Psychology Today, which was about why uh black women just aesthetically are not uh, as attractive, attractive as other races of women and the guy basically based all his fi- he based, I remember that story. Yeah, he based all his findings on like polls and, and 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 surveys that he conducted himself and and, uh, right. people go, cause psychology today is, you know, pretty major publication. So people go to the site like, hey, right. w- w- what the fuck, man? And it's like, oh, we give our editor, we give our, uh, our, our people the right to just go post anything on the site without you? any editorial yeah. approval. <laughs> so it, you know, <laughs> you find out that basically this entire site now is, you gotta be looking like, well, I don't even what, trust y'all. what about anything you post is actually, you know, looked at it's, if a guy can just go, yes. I wrote this thing, publish. I asked 10 people, publish. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. And again, it kind of depends on uh, that that business model. I mean, you save a lot of money because you don't have to pay people. Uh, you have to pay for content. Uh, but it depends on the public being dumb enough not to uh, discern. Mm. Uh, oh, and also, and also them being, being smart enough. Also, the person writing it being smart enough to not fuck up. <laughs> right. <laughs> and also, but the other, the other, the other thing about it is that, you know, if you can present something in a way that looks professional enough, uh, you can get people to read almost anything. Like this is how, like the Bleacher Report is the epitome of just fake it, fake it till you make it. Cause they just got any person, anybody. To contribute, you know, people that had these dreams of being a writer contribute free. Don't worry, you're getting exposure. And then, you know, they 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 dressed it up to make it look good, and they would reverse engineer stories just to be the most SEO. Mm. And that's why, for a long time, anytime you Google any sports subject, the Bleach Report story would come up first, even though the guy writing it um, wrote the story in his 10 minute lunch break from his job as a mechanic. And it's just some rant about how Kobe Bryant sucks, but it comes up the first time you Google Kobe Bryant, Kobe Bryant comes up first in the news search. Mm. Um, and then they started to build an audience and now they're like crossing over into like real journalism, but they faked it, you know, fake it till you make it. it. What's, what's yeah. SEO Morgan search engine optimized. Okay. Uh, um, so like, this is why for a long time, uh, and this is how, like, at the star in the business section, I was able to do stories about Manny Pacquiao and stuff because I told the boss, hey, look, man, this is search engine optimized because people Google Manny Pacquiao all day. So let me go do this story about his deal with Hennessy. 
and we'll get all kinds of traffic because there's a certain segment of people in the world that's all they do is just Google Manny Pacquiao. Mm. So boom. So that's that's what it is. I might name this episode Manny Pacquiao and see what we <laughs> Yeah. Um now uh here's the thing um that that I was thinking though. Um whenever like these scandals happen and stuff like that I wonder if there's a a big loss of audience or if it's just like a slow trickle down over time because it, it would seem like um, some of these things are more explosive than others. But, I, you know, I, I, I'm sure people still do read the paper like it's like almost like if you've been through thick or thin with them what like what would break people now you know what i mean like if you're re- still reading the, the star today what is the thing that's gonna make you go okay now now this is the time that i'm i'm pissed like i can't do this anymore i don't know we might be approaching that moment man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah it would maybe have to be yeah i don't know that there's like the one moment where 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 readership just drops off a cliff yeah uh, but but that's almost scarier though it's almost scarier because yeah. it's that the slow trickle is like okay what the fuck is happening you know like yeah. what do we do to turn yes. the tide to this thing because it it like i said it almost be it would almost be better if it was like oh we wrote this story everyone got super pissed and like we lost <laughs> right. i don't know 20 percent of our readership that day Yes. We got to figure out how to get them back as opposed to like, all right, this is the 1% less than it was last week and 1% less than that week, you know? Yes. It's like, uh, you know, when they talk about putting the frog in the boiling water and if like you put the frog in a, in a pot of water that's already boiling, he'll jump out. But if you put the bo- frog in the water and just turn it up a degree at a time, he'll stay in there till he boils. This is uh, ah. the newspaper industry. It's kind of watching the yeah, audience yeah. diminish. Yeah. Week by week, and um, yeah, and this is the problem. And there's a big, there's a big difference too. There's a big division by age, right? Like people yeah. over forty, you know, are much more likely to read the newspaper than people under forty, right? And this is why newspapers are again, they see where the audience is. They say, okay, the audience is on Twitter. Uh, let's do what Twitter does, okay? But again, you can do what Twitter does because Twitter, Twitter can do what Twitter does because Twitter is free and is cheap and it has no. Uh, standards of accuracy mm-hmm. so i can go tweet whatever i can tweet that rodimus prime is a president of the united states yeah don't make it true <laughs> oh i cannot but i cannot go publish that from the star <laughs> well um i think uh, the thing that uh and i'm gonna just give you guys a free idea to help you out because i know what makes me watch stuff um and i feel like maybe this is what the journalism game needs um you guys need a reality TV show, man. And, um, you guys are going to have to do a lot of yes. acting up. Uh, a lot of, um, it's not really going to be about the journalism per se, Say. but you know, we have, you know, Morgan th- throw a drink in somebody's face a, a couple times a week. Uh, some really intense meetings over, uh, you know, the minutia of articles and stuff. I really feel like, uh, we have reality shows for everything. We don't have a journalism reality show uh full of personalities man you need to hop on that yeah they have people knocking down the door going i want to be a journalism journalism lord journalist (laughs) the internal politics of any newsroom are fascinating and would make an incredible reality tv show Mm -hmm. except that as 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 vigilant as the newspapers are about like exposing other people's double dealing they don't want their own internal double dealings exposed. Ah. So no newspaper would ever 
um, consent to that. And as much as we want, like, the real unvarnished truth, if someone made an info, if, if someone made a reality or tried to make a reality TV show or a documentary about a year in the life of a newspaper, uh, a lot of times the newspaper people would censor a lot of it and it would come across looking like an infomercial. Damn, uh, that's fucked that's up. Kind of, wow. Although there is, um, there's a documentary called Page One. It's like a year in the life of the New York Times. Mm. Uh, that's interesting because that, that's that's really realistic and it goes through uh, their struggle with um, making money online and all these layoffs and buyouts and the change and how this, you know, how this industry leader has to deal with like these rapid and profound changes in the industry. Nah, see, I, so that's cool. That's cool and educational, but that's not what I want. I want like, uh, news, oh, you know, I want like newspaper real wives. Real. You know what I mean? <laughs> newspaper <laughs> yes. wives where it's like you go in and you like, okay, okay. who the fuck edited my story? And then they're like, look, uh, Morgan, why don't you just have a seat real quick? We talked about this, man. There was a couple mistakes we found. No, fuck that. I'm tired of this shit. And then you like throw a drink okay. in the manager's face and yes. then like slam the door. Yeah, and look at Barbara. Barbara, I know this is your fault. I told you last week we right. was not going through this again. I told you I don't like that okay. bitch. Why is her article next to my column? I'm out. Well, well you know what? Uh, you should present yourself as a consultant and pitch that to newspapers. All right, put me. Give you send and me I'm the email address. 20, and, I, and I'm and, and I'm only probably forty percent joking about that. Okay, yes, I'm, I, I need the email address. I feel <laughs> like yes. if, if they think if they think someone will sponsor it, <laughs> listen. If they think someone will sponsor it on their website, they'll they'll listen. Oh they yeah, will, you, you you just go to what's what do you guys the Charlotte Observer? Mm-hmm. Charlotte Observer presents. Uh, Midget wrestling. <laughs> They'll think about it. Can, can we get a sponsor of that? Sorry, no. Coca Cola presents <laughs> midget wrestling on CharlotteObserver.com. Right? Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, Coke will hold, will pay us to host midget wrestling. <laughs> nah, <laughs> I, 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 think I think we got some. It. We got some suggestions. We yeah. got some suggestions in the chat room. Uh, love and journalism. Hey. Uh, real writers of Toronto <laughs> and basketball writers. writers. I, I can see all of those working, man. I, I, I'm telling you guys, I, yes. we've stumbled onto a gold mine is what usually happens when Morgan's on the show, man. Um, yes. now let me, uh, introduce the show. <laughs> speaking of which, uh, it's the Blackout Test podcast. Find us at theblackouttest.com. Yeah, 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 yeah. Go ahead. Uh, Blackout Tips podcast, theblackouttest.com. Uh, you can find all the contact information for the show in the about section. Mm-hmm. Uh, the motto of the show is nothing's wrong if it's funny. Yes, sir. Uh, the official weapon of the show is the taser. And the unofficial sport is bullet ball. And bullet ball extreme. Yes, sir. And today's podcast is sponsored. Woohoo! Exactly. That's my favorite kind of podcast. I know it so. It's sponsored by the short film In the Goodbye. You can get the DVD right now for just seven bucks and the digital download to watch instantly for just four bucks. Uh, as one of the few non-comedic offerings, it's emotionally powerful as well as entertaining. Check it out now. Uh, you can go to shadowdollproductions.com slash itg.html or watch the trailer on YouTube. Uh, YouTube, just put Shadow Dog Production. And uh it'll come up and uh, It's actually well, really good. We've seen this one. Yeah, we, we saw this one, um and it is powerful, man. Mm-hmm. And 
it's also well written you know very well uh and it has a good twist at the end and i don't want to you know give anything else away other than that and it's one of those ones where you watch it and then you rewatch and you was like oh shit i did not realize that the first time you almost had to watch it twice because at the the end of it you're like uh this changed everything that i just saw and then it by you know and then also i kind of like the idea of like that first 10 minutes or whatever you're like ah, what am i watching what's going on yes here? that's what how is-? you feel well, and then the, at the end you're like oh like i like that feeling you know oh this makes complete sense now yeah now i did have some random thoughts too now like, we'll get to a couple of those uh first things first man uh, i was running late yesterday mm-hmm. i was going to play basketball at 7 a.m uh i did not hear my alarm go off i don't know what happened and i sure didn't set no alarm i was I, sleeping good i did hear my ringtone at 707 and it was damon going where you at and i was like oh man i'm late so i was like you know i'm gonna come up there play ball so i'm getting a late start you know saturdays for us are pretty hectic you know now it's it's uh you know i play ball at 7 a.m but i gotta be back home by 10 15 so we can do the live show for for our feedback and then you know, somewhere between one to five, we record, uh, some of our spinoff shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, every once in a while, it's like meet somebody for lunch or something. Yep. Yesterday, we went out, uh, watched the game at the bar with Justin. So like, this is really like fine line of just like, okay, this has to be timed perfectly with this thing. So, um, I, I go to, uh, play ball and of course I'm getting there late. So I'm probably going to end up leaving late, right? We, we win a couple games or whatever. Um, I did not hit a last second shot this, this week. I was a bit disappointed, but, uh, I didn't shoot it either though. You know, I would have hit that shit if Justin would have passed it, but, um, we, uh, we end up winning a few games, going home or whatever, leaving. So I'm coming back and I'm like, Oh man, I'm going to be a little bit late. Right. And Karen changes the show time to like 1045. I'm like, all right, I should be home by then. And I'm like, Oh, but now that we have the, uh, 30 minute extra window uh i'm gonna go ahead and grab karen you know some burger king that'll be a nice thing to do for you know she's finally not expecting it you know just come home she'll have like a croissant with just some shit yes and the only mistake i made was i went to the black burger king and god damn it no you didn't versus the white one immediately fucked up man like this the only time like it's like racism just was right this time where it was like i'm gonna give my people a chance and i was like fuck man i was in I was at Burger King for like 20 minutes, dude. <gasps> Just, um, are you serious? Yes, man. Yes. I, like, I, 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 first of all, I knew something was wrong because they had the automated thing now. Like, I go up in the line and pull up and it's like a white dude voice came on. And I got hopeful for a second. I was like, oh, cool. They got white people working here now. That's awesome. <laughs> they tricked you. Yeah, but it was like, it came. It was like, hi, we'd like to place your order. Go ahead. Or something. I was like, oh, cool. White dude. Um, well, yeah, man, let me get a number one croissant, and, um, and then a black person interrupted the white dude and was like, we're not ready yet, sir. Hold on. I was like, what Are was you that? serious? Yeah. It's like an automated white voice or some shit. I don't uh, know. Is that how they tricking people to keep coming back? <laughs> yeah. Did they okie dokie? But, um, yeah. So, so I'm like, okay, uh, I guess I can't order yet. Like a minute or two goes she, by. So, oh, so, so she, so she interrupted like Kanye. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, white yeah. man, wait a minute. We, I'm gonna let you finish, but, uh, I'm gonna let him know that we ain't ready yet. Yeah. So I, um, you know, I, I, I wait a couple minutes goes by and then she comes back like, place your order, sir. 
and then and it made it sound like she was waiting on me i'm like i was waiting on you don't you can't flip the tables on me and get and act like i'm the one holding you up yeah hey, you don't deserve to have an attitude at this point i should be the mad one <laughs> ain't that the truth she's like go ahead with your order sir i was like uh yeah can i get number one and uh can i get a number two and and you know I, can i get it with uh no, I said, actually, I said, can I get a number one? And remember, it's like 10 in the morning. I was like, can I get a number one, a croissant, which, and, uh, a chicken biscuit, which is like a number 10. I was like, let me get a number 10. They say, we out of biscuits, sir. I was like, how the you- fuck are you out of biscuits at breakfast? What they do make two biscuits and they ate them? What? I've never heard that before in my life, dude. I've never Aww. ordered, I've never been at any place where like we are out of biscuits for breakfast, dog. I was. Hold on. Hold yeah. on, hold on. Do you guys not live in the South? We do yes. live in the South, man. The home of the biscuit. And sweet tea. Like, like I, I, we talked a little bit about my trip to Venezuela. Like in Venezuela, sometimes they're out of, like, staple food items. Mm-hmm. It's because the corrupt government has imposed cr- price controls. And, like, the stuff that everyone wants is really cheap. But people are like, well, why should I make this? Because why should I produce this? Because I'm not making any money, mm. you know, selling this because of these damn price controls. That's not happening in North Carolina on flour. <laughs> right. No reason not to have biscuits. It's plenty of flour. Plenty. Like, I don't know who... Is, it's, what's in Flour and water? What else? Yeah, right. Basically... Uh, flour, water, yeast. Uh, what I want to know Making is, is it like the at the Black Burger King, does the manager just, like, put in, like, less than he's supposed to in the inventory? Like, is he like, ah, oh, you know what, man? Mm-hmm. It says we need a hundred biscuits, but man, we probably won't. We probably won't sell a hundred you know biscuits. What? Eighty is close. Eighty is close enough. You know what? They, they do that a lot. Like I've worked in the restaurant industry, and I've worked at places where they've like literally ran out of like cherries to top the ice cream. They ran out of milk. They ran out of orange yeah. juice. They ran out of apple juice. Everybody knows about the time McDonald's. I worked at when I was fifteen. Ran out of ketchup. And I watched the entire deconstruction of civilized society. Yeah, people will flip Within out. Within 10 minutes, people were literally throwing food at us. And I'm not joking. That's not, that's, that's, there's no punchline to that. It was just food being thrown back at us. Like, you ain't got no fucking ketchup. I'm like, sir, I'm a 15 year old. What are you doing? What are I, I, you I doing? don't order here. How much control do you think I have over this fucked up situation, I man? That's the truth. Um, but yeah, so, so I get a, I, I go to the line or whatever. I give, you know, I, I give them my money and shit. And then as soon as I give them my money, they're like, sir, we're, hey, we're waiting on your eggs to cook. So you're going to need to pull up. I was like, it's breakfast time. It's, I didn't order like, hey, look, I need a specialized all egg white. Did you order uh, omelet? <laughs> Uh, I want to, I, I, I know you guys don't sell this, but I would like these ingredients combined specially for me. I ordered the standard shit, man, cause I knew that you can't order extravagant shit at the Black Burger King, man, and they still were like, we don't got no eggs, man, just wait till this chicken hatch these eggs and then go, go wait in line over there. Oh. Yes. I was pissed, man. What, they didn't have Chef Burger King in the back? Nothing, the Burger King was not around. And then, and then like, I'm waiting. And I'm waiting, and it's like, and I'm looking at the clock now, cause I'm like, 
maybe if I just get home, don't even shower, hop in a chair and just get we're on the mic. Be at 11. Just, you yeah. know, we, we can start right on time or whatever, you know. And, you know, I'm compromising with myself, like, well, a quick wash up. Well, no, okay, uh, uh, maybe a quick shower. No, okay, damn. I just rubbed a towel across the face. <laughs> oh, shit, now I'm late. Uh, no shower. We just start recording. I'll just be sweaty. And, um, they come out like, you know, five minutes later and the, this lady comes out. She didn't even have food. And she just goes, Hey, I just wanted to let you know I didn't forget about you. Oh, I was like, okay. Oh, that, that's that, never a good sign. I didn't even know that was a possibility until just now. Ah! <laughs> I guess, I guess they must have had people waiting out there and they had to come in and show their asses for them. Like, oh, oh. I don't know. I, I feel day? like that means that she's forgotten about somebody at some point. Yeah, she has. And they <laughs> went in there and told that Burger King the hell up. Going, I want to speak to the Kang right now. That's my food. Yeah, man. So I don't know. Fear of a black Burger King, man. I like. I finally got my food and shit. I and, and got home and, and whatever. Didn't really even get to eat it. I was just like, this is the last time I try to be nice. At the black establishment, man. Yeah, and, and you you try to scarf it down, and oh, and, okay. and it's one of those things that really really make you upset. Like somebody was saying that they worked at the white McDonald's. The thing about the a lot of the uh, white places I've been at, I've been at places where somebody has turned around like we ran out of something, and the manager be like, "Oh, we did. I'll be back in fifteen minutes." And they oh were- no 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 that happened a lot that happened a lot when I worked at Black McDonald's oh that was the problem it happened way too fucking much oh it was, we don't okay. have any ketchup oh man I go to the store buy about twenty bottles of ketchup that's not how you do inventory asshole no no it's a bad that is a bad management style yeah and we shouldn't have to do this every day man it probably every didn't. Day. It probably didn't help that our managers were on crack and shit, and I'm not, that's not a joke either. They uh, probably they might have been selling you. Yeah, well, it might have been. Also, might have been crack breaks. You know, it's like, oh, I'll go to the store. Ah! Uh, let me grab my purse. Uh, I'll be right back, guys. And they come back, <laughs> like, uh, come back like Pookie in New Jack City Wait. doing jumping jacks and shit. <laughs> Did you manager the mayor of Toronto, incidentally? Uh no no not yet but uh, I'm sure it's a career aspiration yeah, now that we know that you can get I'm one. Pretty sure that'd be in the job application. Hey hey my, hey Morgan has that video been released yet man? Because I know they tried to buy it and they had a Kickstarter for two hundred thousand dollars to they, buy it from them. That's how we checked. It was almost there. Yeah I think um no they they surpassed it, but I think the mayor of Toronto has uh acquired the video and oh. compelled these young men to make themselves scarce. Oh man! Why they're not uh, why they're not contacting Gawker anymore? Um, that's right. Because when the mayor, when he talks about, because you guys talked about this with Corey, right, on the last episode? Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So to get all the viewers, listeners caught up, Mayor Toronto smokes crack. Um, we're the not mayor's on crack rock. <laughs> <laughs> but when he talks about it, the few times he has, he's very specific with his language. You can tell his lawyer has told him what to say. So he says. You know, I am not an addict of crack cocaine. He doesn't say I've never smoked crack cocaine. Mm. He says I'm not an addict of crack cocaine. And he says, I, and as for the video, I cannot comment on something I have never seen or that doesn't exist. Mm. Right? So he doesn't say the video never existed. He doesn't say he was never filmed smoking crack. He says he cannot comment on something that doesn't exist. Right. Which Because to say the video never existed is to say that these different media outlets who have seen the video are lying. Yep. If you're going to say they're lying, fabricating stuff, then you better be ready to sue. Damn. And he can't sue because truth is a defense to libel. 
Mm. So you can't sue and say, well, I never did that, because they're like, no, actually, we all saw it, so it's true. Get out of here. Um, so, yeah, I cannot comment on something that mm. doesn't exist. I wonder if he that has... Is, uh, I wonder if, like, uh, if now now that he has a video... Uh, if he like, if he's gonna destroy it or or what, man, or if, or if or if the dudes um or if he just gave the dudes money and they were like we'll 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 walk away from this because if not if it there wasn't money or it wasn't like you know something else like the, it sounds like some pretty gangster shit. I know, right? <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think, I don't think it was money. Oh no, uh, these guys are like, these, these are, this is not like, listen. The mayor is not getting his crack from Nino Brown, right? Mm. The mayor's not getting his crack from the top of the drug hierarchy. These guys are like low-level drug jugglers. These are the people that actually have to touch drugs. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So the mayor goes to them. He doesn't because these guys wanted forty thousand dollars. Forty thousand dollars. You guys remember seeing remember Straight Out of Brooklyn, that mm. movie, and the, the the guys wanted to rob the drug dealer for forty thousand dollars because they thought forty thousand dollars was going to get them somewhere in New York. This is the level of person you're dealing with right okay forty thousand dollars and like you know you know that's like half a year's pay for a lot of people right that's mm-hmm. well below but these guys thought it was a lot of money so i'm pretty sure that it wasn't even money i'm sure it was just intimidation mm-hmm. he's yeah. like look how would you guys like to not go to jail for the rest of your lives on some trumped up charges that i can get my crooked, crooked cop friends to, to pin on you yeah you don't want that do you give me the video something like that but you know it's a digital file right so even if he gave even if these people gave a copy of the video to the mayor it's a digital file who knows how many copies exactly. are out there exactly. that, that's true right? and exactly. go ahead Ken. i was and because it's so cold and frosty up there y'all mess around in the winter time and find these two <laughs> dudes like froze and stuck to something <laughs> yeah <laughs> when everything when, when it thaws <laughs> yeah <laughs> and we're like that's where they went to um all right and then here's this is the last random thought before we get into some of these articles um and uh this one's just a pretty quick one but i was wondering uh because i was watching some pornography the other day uh as i want to do and (laughs) i was wondering like do porn stars go to like the same gyms as everybody else or are there like special underground pornography gyms (laughs) and if there if there are then how do how do i get a membership you know I'm I'm the other way around because I see these porn. Cause, you know, every now and then you'll see a scene that's filmed in a gym, right? And I'm like, well, what time of day? What gym is this? What time of day did they film? Right. <laughs> I don't want to be the next person on that bench press. Oh yeah, they, yeah. yeah. I, they never wipe it down. They never sanitize it. You know, after the scene, they never had that right. section. That's the thing. Right, because when you're in the civilian gym, people are like bugging you. Hey man, did you spray that down? I don't want you to sweat on there. Well, Lisa Ann just had her ass on here, man. So right. <laughs> you tell me what's dirtier. Yeah, and uh, like that was the thing. Like, um, I and when I saw the gym porn, and then I put two and two together with, uh, just I've never seen. Like, I, I can't even imagine a porn star working out in public because I feel like that shit would just stop the gym. You know, like half the people would recognize yeah. them, and then the other half would just be like, "Who the fuck is that bad chick?" uh on the treadmill like that that's crazy so i I wonder if they if that's like a some type of porn star gym network uh underground that we don't know about if if they did you would see like a gold's gym logo or planet fitness logo like in the background yeah there's no logo beside a head or you know right behind Mm -hmm. his head like a shot frame or something because you know they all about that business yeah i don't know dog but there are obviously people that are fit and work out 
uh for the most part isn't in, in that type you of res- that type of regimen means you're putting in some hours at the gym it's not just a coincidence man so uh yeah the underground porn gyms um i'm i'm, I'm gonna start in, i'm gonna search for that I'm gonna, I'm gonna interview some people and find out dog. yeah yeah i would imagine i would imagine there's a gym in like the san fernando valley where just a lot of porn people go um it's got to be it or they show up like uh at civilian gyms but like at weird times of day and like uh overdressed like yeah. in layers and layers yeah. and layers of clothes yeah maybe that's um, it or maybe they stay at home and they do the p90 triple x <laughs> could be doing that You'll be here all week, folks. Um, all right. We, <laughs> we got some articles, man. Speaking of, uh, being here all week, uh, apparently the Boy Scouts of America said, Hey, look, it's 2013. The times they are a changing. Let's go ahead and lift our ban on openly gay youth joining the Boy Scouts. Uh, and I've always thought that the Boy Scout outfit was already kind of gay. The entire culture was kind of gay anyway. And Wearing sashes. Come on, dog. Yeah, not even the derogatory form of gay. Mm-hmm. I just mean it feels homosexual, like little, little ass shorts and her, like neckerchiefs and, uh, the, the, a bunch of like no girls allowed men just hanging out in the woods. It seems kind of like, you know, this hey. is, uh, already kind of there, guys. Oh, maybe you, y'all need to come out the closet. Yes. I, who would join this? um but yeah they they opened they lifted the ban which um you know i think is a a good thing you know uh i I think it's always a good thing whenever um somebody decides to to not uh you know uh to 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 open up their doors and and their beliefs and be open-minded about Mm -hmm. shit that's always awesome uh so of course the next thing that happened is uh southern baptists uh just started leaving in droves of course yeah, they plan. Uh, yeah, they, they plan an exodus from the Boy Scouts. Yeah, people gonna draw their money. They they gonna like they gonna just like pull everything away because a lot of people are really, really, really we support y'all because y'all hold Christian values. Yeah, and, and and the and the thing about it is that they're actually writing the rule that for it's a lot of gay men that are actually troopers and and all that stuff. They run this shit. They just don't come out and say I'm gay and dip. Your children is just fine. Yeah. Um, okay, go ahead, my Morgan. question is, how, how old are Boy Scouts? Um, let's see. I think what they, they started real young. Yeah, I can find out. Give me a second. Yeah, I don't know what the age is, but, but my thing is that people don't... I think when it comes to gay, especially 11 gay, through 17. Okay. Eleven. So eleven through okay. seventeen. Are these openly eleven-year-olds that they are now that they are now allowing into the Boy Scouts. How many people at? Because at eleven years old, it's not a question of being openly gay or in the closet gay. At eleven years old, you know, most of us maybe are starting to get into to 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 girls. You know, those of us who are, are heterosexual. Um, but an eleven-year-old who might think he's gay, probably at eleven, is not sure. Mm-hmm. Right, because he just knows he's kind of been socialized to like girls, but he might he might start feeling at that point that it doesn't feel right to him. So it's not a matter of being openly gay or closeted gay. So yeah. I don't know like what huge demographic opening this up to. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And why? Yeah, and also I, yeah, what do they think? What do they think it looks like? 
you know what yeah. i mean like oh we open up right. the door for openly gay use and then just all of a sudden uh a lot of g- gay use just come out of nowhere and just uh start flooding the yeah, fucking forest with with gayness seven-year-olds you know i've been tired this, of this. this is what i don't get yeah they were like i've been wanting to make like my 11 year old boy 11 year old boy and that's true. And it's one of those things where I agree with Roger. It's like, all of a sudden, somebody said, hey, I've always want my uniform to be pink. Right. It's not you like, know, it's not like, dog. hey, guys, uh, we're, we, we had a long meeting, uh, but uh, we, we opened, we're opening the doors and letting you guys know. Um, we, we decided it was a very close vote, uh, seven to six, but uh, the, we are allowing gay, uh, openly gay use into the Boy Scouts. And, and then... They have a montage in the background. They walk out with their sashes on. Come on, come on in, guys. You got you can uh, you can join the group now. It's uh, yes, all you little eleven eleven year olds that have the rainbow colored Boy Scout uniforms. Just uh, just join up. It's it's fine. It's like, they, it's like uh, I actually I want to get my my badge in uh, I want to get my badge in interior decorating. It's like, oh, okay. We didn't have that before. And cooking. Right. Because they don't have that in the boys got either. Right. As you pointed out, <laughs> as you pointed out, Rod, it's already raining, raining men in there. Right. Um, yes. First of all. And they get, all, they right. have sashes with merit badges on it. You don't get to say anything bad about gay people. I'm sorry. You, you should, they can only help y'all. Yeah. Brighten up the color scheme. Well, and, and how, how, and, and this is, how sexual is the Boy Scouts curriculum? Like, what are they teaching anyone in Boy Scouts that pertains to sex? Right. To the point where a gay guy and a straight guy would learn it differently and if these, yeah. and, and sexual um, orientation even mattered. Right. Yeah, right. Like, like, what, what, what kind of talks? What kind of talks are going on by these firesides, dude? Like, when they huddle around the fire, what exactly are they talking about? Like, what what merit badges are gonna change? It's like, oh, I got my merit badge and dick sucking. Like, no, I'm pretty sure they're gonna teach the same shit. This this shouldn't even be a oh, fucking baby. thing. It would be the fellatio badge. Why are we kidding here? <laughs> if, if if we're talking about camping, you gotta learn how to start that fire, and the fire is not gonna start for a gay guy differently. It's gonna start, you know, for a straight guy. Are you yeah, sure? talking, about, talking about camping, right? Right, but. I don't know what these Boy Scouts are talking about, but now this raises questions to me. Like, what are they really doing with our kids? <laughs> right. We got, uh, we got, uh, uh, we got not tying as a merit badge, but, uh, <laughs> now that they're, they're tying them in ribbons, like, I, I just did not see this. There's no way that coming. that's going to hold up to the, what we needed to do. You know how often in real life we run into these not tying situations <laughs> and <laughs> we got to prepare these guys. <laughs> Gotta prepare these guys, dog. Um, now speaking of religion and, um, uh, same sex, uh, you know, issues, uh, the Illinois House of Representatives fell yesterday, or, well, House, I guess, fell yesterday to act on pending legislation that would have allowed same sex couples in Illinois to marry. And this guy, Jeffrey R. Stone, wrote an article on Huffington Post that said same sex marriage in Illinois. Ha, uh, and then uh, semicolon the role of the black church 
what does that got to do with anything um well here's the thing man he breaks it down to like uh he uses a couple percentages and he uses like he's like well liberals normally vote this way black people are the most liberal it's the same argument that we've already seen um black people are the most liberal and also the most religious and uh percentage wise and this is how things split with white people in this these demographics and come whenever we have these votes if it doesn't pass by a margin that uh you know a the black people can cover if they were 100 percent for it then it immediately all the blame falls to black people so there's like 20 people in their house that are black politicians and uh 20 is 20 african-american democrats um and apparently some of them said i don't want to vote for this because i lose the backing of my church or you know my the, the people that vote in my district that are religious doesn't name names doesn't say how many but that's no just I, says just hold on let me finish just says that it's 20 black people and then basically says uh it, you know that this did you know that that uh this thing didn't pass and sort of uh, it j- just sort of pushes towards the idea that um it's black people fault y'all that's why this didn't happen because of black people and i gotta say man like this shit is so um it's almost like these articles ensure that that you're never gonna have the unity to pass any of this shit as long as you just like as soon as these votes don't pass you're like now to blame black people because it always kind of comes down to like if the black people would just do what the fuck they're supposed to do this would have worked it's like uh first of all i need names like i read this entire article where are your names like you wouldn't you you don't have an act like it'll say black politicians said they were they didn't want to uh step forward what are their names that's that if you really want to get rid of them i need like i need more to this article than just generalizations about percentages and black people and what why they should morally be on this side if you really want to help start naming names and then people can go okay we need to target this guy because he shouldn't fucking run next time but it's not and it's and whenever and this always happens with these vague articles where it's just like angry people like gay stuff didn't pass black people fault and i'm tired of it that's all (laughs) so yeah and 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 i think for me the issue that i have with the whole story is that White people do this all the time. They vote based off of their district and and how they get reelected and things like that, regardless uh, if it has to do with religion, if it has to do with oil, if it has to do with whatever it may be. But for some reason, when it comes to a black person, you 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 like because they want to paint us as a monolith, like we all. Uh, believe in God and we all have all these moral values versus they're just trying to say their jobs like everybody else. Well, and the reason I read those two stories back to back is because the juxtaposition of that is you have religion backing out of the Boy Scouts. That's not a black thing. No, that's, that's not. That's not a white thing. That's just say, hey, we're Baptists. We don't fuck with gay people. We are no longer going to help 100,000 kids get any type of mentorship or training or discipline because we don't like gay people so much fuck helping those little kids then you flip it on some you know the problem is black people are so religious that gay people can't get married it's like no religion don't fuck with gay people man like stop putting it as a black 
black religion don't fuck with gay people your shit too man just because like like just because uh there's a lot and it's always like some liberal white people writing these fucking articles like this is only divisive it's not helping anybody it's just ostracizing us you should be attacking the problem in general like look how do we stop this from being instead of singling out the black people how do we get religious people to get on board with us not how do we get black religious people on board because that's the real key to this shit yeah when they're a small percentage of the of the issue when it's just a religion issue all the way across the board but it's one of those things but they don't want to attack the religious issue it's easier to attack the smaller subsection of the religious because they are easier to attack and yeah and they're using words like uh like okay here's an example from the paragraph one might have then have expected clear sailing in the illinois house where the democrats hold a 71 to 47 majority but it did not work out that way by all accounts a major reason for the disappointing outcome in the house was the opposition slash hesitancy slash anxiety of the house black caucus which includes 20 african-american democrats by all accounts then then name some fucking names and i guarantee you all the black people even if they voted against it, guess what? They didn't vote against it alone. I'll jokes aside for it not to pass. Right, because see, the way I view the shit is if 20 people either did not vote or voted against this, uh, and then you're like, well, it, unless those are the only 20 people that didn't vote for it, that's not the the problem. You know what I'm saying? Like, you should be looking at all your opposition and going, how do we change all their minds? Not... Well, we get these 20 black people to act right. Re- fuck your religion. We don't care what you think. You know, and, and so, white people get to have religious, uh, <laughs> like a white person having a religious, uh, objection to this is just par for the course as far as they're concerned. So it's like if you're a Republican and you're white and you're against this, there's no article about how to change your mind, but you black and you're Democrat and you're against this. It is. There's also, I mean, this whole, this whole, this whole, this whole narrative um, is told from this uh, white male Anglo-centric point of view, right? Mm-hmm. Like uh, your man Jeffrey R. Stone. Moreover, given the long and historic struggle of African Americans to achieve equality for themselves in the United States, it might have seemed obvious that African American legislators would be especially sensitive to and supportive of the demands gays and lesbians for equality under the law. Like, now, why would that seem obvious? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, why? Because African-Americans have been oppressed, therefore they can't be homophobic. Right. Uh, because gay people have been oppressed, they can't, therefore can't be racist. Uh, racism is everywhere, as does um, homophobia. But, like, yes. from the perspective of the person that keeps these various groups under his heel, and it's like, well, I got you, you guys under my heel, and y'all under my heel, you... Why don't you guys um, rally around the interest? But it, why would you assume that there's no homophobia in the African American community just because you know African Americans and and uh, also racism? Also, also, the other thing is like, why isn't this article just about opposition in general too? You know general. what I mean? Like, because I could see if it really was like, yo, these twenty people are just holding out. But he doesn't even say how many of the 20 people didn't vote or voted against it. it. He doesn't name a single name. And it's just a lot of broad sweeping word usage like, well, by all accounts, uh, the general consensus is like, uh, just name some names. That, like, honestly, I have no problem with this article if it goes, uh, these 10 people 
uh voted against this shit and i go okay those 10 people i can see how if politically you should target them and try to get them out of your party because those 10 people apparently are holding up your agenda under this specific item and if you want to get a better candidate for your agenda that completely makes political sense but to just sweep all black people because by extension this is all black people they're not just doing this to these 20 it's like and they represent all these black people that that go to church and that's the problem with this whole thing is black people to apparently take this religion shit too serious like it can't happen across the board and then then you have somebody not too long ago filibuster for 115 hours wasting time of the congress to turn around and be like you know what i, I i'm I, I knew i was wasting y'all time i know this bill gonna pass but i'm gonna sit here and waste y'all time but yet you know you didn't hear the same outrage about okay yeah. motherfucker you came in here and and wasted 45 hours of the taxpayers money and time for us to go ahead and pass this shit anyway it must have been a black dude right no he was white he was oh, white what? old well that doesn't count karen wasn't that fan poll yeah, her and Paul. Isn't that mm-hmm. Rand Paul the mm-hmm. Um Well, this is, this, this one to tie this back to an earlier conversation. So, a lot of what gets posted on, because there are, you know, Huffington Post has gone out and hired journalists and like Pulitzer Prize winners and stuff, but there's still a lot of people writing for Huffington Post that aren't journalists. They're just kind of professionals in some other aspect. Um, but because it's on the Huffington Post, because of the way it's presented, it looks like journalism. Because this guy's an expert, and he's some lawyer, legal scholar, um, you know, what he has carries the weight, you know, of authority and, and seems authentic. I'm not saying it isn't, but right. if you have a journalist writing, he's going to be a lot more specific about uh, where this information is coming from and why he drew the conclusions that he drew. Whereas, yeah, because it's a, it's a question... Like, it's a question that all of us are going to ask, you know, no, not all of us, but it's a right. question I'm going to ask and a question I, I demand a fucking answer to. Cause if, if you keep writing these, uh, these, these black people hit pieces, then I want specifics and you should too. If you write this shit, you should want to be specific because that's how you're going to get changed. Instead, if it's not, then it's just a fucking, it's just a bitch fest. It's just, how can I bitch about black people, uh, one more time? Like, no, right. be specific. Let's, let's get a solution to it. I actually agree with him that it is more egregious when black people are homophobic. I actually do think uh, with our history in this country, any, for us to be for any level of oppression or segregation is more egregious. I agree, but I can't be on this guy's side because he didn't name a fucking name. Like, I want numbers. I want to know how many of these people didn't vote for this shit. And then let's go after them. Don't just say black people is a problem. Am I right? Up top, guys. Fuck you. Sorry. <laughs> um, all right, man. Well, the other problem. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. The other, the other problem I find is, again, there really needs to be um, some type of moratorium or qualifications process for writing uh, about race about the intersection of race and sexuality because it's like this same guy wouldn't jump up and write well he maybe maybe he's that vain mm. uh maybe he's that egotistical let me, like he wouldn't write a story about um astronomy you know unless you had studied astronomy and really talked to people who are experts in astronomy and done the work to become an expert yourself yet everyone's like well i can write about race because i belong to a race i'm a black guy i'm a white guy that's a race i can write about race well you can't but can you do it intelligently Right. Um, and this is what I'm seeing here. This guy is an expert in whatever his realm is. Um, doesn't come across as too well read. Uh, yeah. On race. 
and gender or maybe and or maybe his hey he could be an expert on that shit he might can't write you know what i mean like he might not be the best guy at writing an article because like i said if you really want to and this always this happened in california if you want to uh, and if you really want to be specific you're gonna have to target specific people if you want this change if not then you're just bitching and I'm tired of the bit just bitching, man. I'm tired of being a suspect because I'm a black dude walking down the street now. Every time you look at me, it's like, that's a motherfucker that hate gay marriage. Name some fucking names, man. I will help you. <laughs> I will help you find these people and we will go after them and get them out of office. Don't fucking just label all black because the only thing you're doing is ostracizing all black people. Now it's like, th- like I guarantee most black people who read this go, and this is why I don't like liberals and this is why I don't fucking yeah. Uh, this, this is why I can't fuck with gay people because every time some shit don't go their way, it's black people's fault. And, and yeah. so, so yeah, this isn't helping. So I don't know. Maybe he's a secret Republican and he wrote this shit. But we got to move on from that because we got articles to cover and people will never forgive us if we don't guess the race. No, they won't. Um, the first one isn't guess the race. It's just funny. Um, for the second time in two days, uh-oh, a pair of robbers have lured out of town men into a lurid trap. <gasps> that's right people mm-hmm your, your dick is not your friend is something we always say on this show wow and uh this is another time around 10 p.m on may 29th a man was robbed of two thousand dollars at gun and knife point in front of the same apartment complex where a man was robbed just after midnight on may 28th how you have two thousand who cares two thousand dollars in cash on them in a very similar fashion according to sergeant sean thompson public information officer at the Mountain View Police Department. Both men had come to meet a would-be date whom they met online uh, at the apartment complex. People, that's where they were going to meet them. Both had been told to bring $2,000. Now, listen, Morgan, I don't know if you. you've ever done any internet dating, any online dating at all, any, even a blind date. Yeah, I, I don't know what the going rate is. But how often does a date uh, request you have two thousand dollars in cash on you when you meet them. in cash dog um 100 percent of that time if that date is a prostitute <laughs> right <laughs> and like two g's to put like this homie to, to put like this <laughs> what to, to, to who that, are you missing who are you meeting and, and my thing is that for, oh wait no wait, wait, wait. Did, you, did you see this both have been told to bring two thousand dollars in the first victim case he told police uh, he and his date had made plans to spread the cash over the bed before having sex. Yeah, I was getting to that. Wow. Yes. They were going to have sex like a hip-hop video. Don't make it rain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, whatever the agreed-upon wow. reason for bringing the cash, both men, the first, a 22-year-old from San Jose, and the second, a 30-year-old from Sunnyvale, uh, never saw the woman, according from, to Thompson. From Sunnyvale? What was he? Sunnyvale. Sunnyvale, what was he out there with Buffy? That is Sunny Dale. Oh, but, I was close. Uh, you are close. That was... <laughs> I just heard Sunny. My bad. Oh man, I gotta report this. <laughs> one um, but yeah, uh, instead, in both cases, while waiting outside the apartment complex, the men were approached from behind by two men who held them up with a gun and a knife and stole their cash. Thompson said, in the case of the thirty-year-old man, the men also stole a gold ring and an iPhone, um, and the robbers. Oh, wait, you can guess the race, even though they don't have the names. Woo-hoo! Uh, but, uh, Morgan's already seen the article, so. Oh, okay. Can't let him guess. Chat room, guess the race of the robbers <laughs> in this. Let's see what they have to say. 
um and while i write down karen's tank <laughs> and i was close got it um negroes niggas super saiyan niggas coons two pimps named Slickback. awesome out hey let me get me let me get a swish of black the correct answer is hispanic wow mm-hmm. you guys never saw it coming racism failed you this time um yeah i just realized i can't be sending morgan these articles because i gotta he gotta guess these races man so um oh, all right. wait a minute mm-hmm. um well think about that when you see because mountain view is uh that's where google is man mountain view california ah um oh. you guys gotta know there's, no black, there's not a lot of black people there man there's not a lot. I was because I was there one time. I had some friends out in that area, Santa Clara, which is right next to Mountain View, and I was like out running, and some black people on the street saw me running, and they were like waving at me and shit. Like they were so happy to see another black person. Now were they so, running they were like? Were they running like? Off. Were they running like? Hey, please take us with you, or were they just running like? Oh, a black person. <laughs> so I was jogging, and they were like in a car, and they're like, "Hey, oh." <laughs> I thought they like jumped out the car and was like, "Come on!" They would have pulled. They would have pulled over and be like, "Get in the car. You're not safe here." Would you? <laughs> they have, might come get you. Yeah. Would you have hopped in? <laughs> Man. Um. All right. So, so that was that was Mountain View. All right. Here's here's one from Portland, Maine. Uh, and this is a sad one. This is a sad one. Uh-oh. And this is why stupid people should not do crime. Okay. <laughs> stupid people. If you're listening to this podcast right now, don't, don't do that crime that you're thinking about doing. You're going to fuck it up. The death of a 15 year old main girl allegedly killed in a bizarre kidnapping plot involving a fake Facebook profile has prompted some of her classmates to scale back their social media use or ditch it all together. <gasps> Nicole Cable was allegedly killed by an acquaintance who used a fake profile to lure her from her home, then kidnapped her in hopes to become a hero when he miraculously found her, according to state police. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he catfished her and kidnapped her. He catnapped her. Um, wow. Meanwhile, the rumor and speculation ran rampant on social media following Cable's disappearance and the charging of the 20-year-old who knew her. Ashley Pattershaw said Thursday some of her classmates at Old Town High School have adopted have opted to deactivate their Facebook accounts. Now, see, me personally, I feel like this is when you get in the Facebook game, okay? Because, like, the likelihood of this lightning striking twice is real low in Old Town, you know? So <laughs> if I was waiting to, to start a Facebook page, this is when I would start one. Uh, a couple of my friends have deleted their Facebook, and some of my friends don't have Facebook anymore, said the 16-year-old Pattershaw who was a close friend of Cable. Cal Dube, 20 years old, of Orono, used a phony Facebook account created in the name of a student from another school to lure Cable outside of her Glenburn home, where he abducted and killed her on May 12th. Her body was found more than a week later in a wooded area of Old Town, north of Bangor. Dube told others he wore a disguise to kidnap Cable and intended to return later and find her safe and sound, police said. Instead... He discovered she was dead when he went to check on the duct tape victim in the back of his father's pickup. Wow. Right. In his father's pickup. Is that, is that, is that going to hold up in court? 
I don't know. Mm-mm. But you know, it you know it might though. If he didn't do anything like sexual or violent to, to her, her. Okay. there's a good chance that this dumbass really thought you can duct tape someone's mouth because he watched fucking pain and gain or some other fucking dumbass movie and was like yeah man you just knock people out you know uh put some chloroform over the face or some shit like that next thing you know uh you know come back rescue her now she's 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 in love with me and uh i'm a hero i'm gonna be just like charles ramsey i'm gonna be on tv i got me some one-liners you know so i'm gonna be eating see the trick is i'm gonna be eating wendy's and that's how I'm gonna be different. But, um, yeah, so, uh, authorities say dude told his girlfriend, that's right, this guy is a winner, he has a girlfriend, <gasps> and brother that he dumped Cable's body and covered it with sticks. He was formally charged Wednesday with murder and kidnapping. His attorney, Stephen Smith, not to be confused with Stephen A. Smith, did not immediately return a phone call left at his Bangor office on Thursday. Wouldn't it be funny though if it was Stephen A. Smith? First of all, I'll tell you, these charges are outright preposterous <laughs> and problematic. I'm like, you know, he only got two vol. He only got two levels yeah. of volume. It's, it's, either, it's either two or ten. <laughs> Nothing first, in between. First of all, Skip, I have to tell you that dude is too stupid to do a kidnapping. You got to let my client free. Um, but all right. So a police officer also talked to her about doing seminars on teen safety uh and all this other bullshit that i don't care about um so yeah guess the race of cow dope cow dude dumbass kidnapper slash wannabe hero murderer uh he is a french canadian descended white person all right let's check the chat room casper the dumbass ghost white kidnapped Aww. in the dog fur covered van from dumb and dumber white chatter whiter than skip bayless when he starts hating on russell westbrook Oh Lord. Craft Wizard. You know it's a problem when a pretty white teen runs into a white stalker's arms. Oh Lord. Dead giveaway, I say, Greg. Dead giveaway. <laughs> French Canadian descending white person, uh, which is Morgan's guess. White milk and uh, haha silly white people cheese it. The correct answer is white. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, just an amazing dumbass story. It's like, well, I I thought I put the see, if he would have been in the Boy Scouts, he would have known. You you don't put duct tape where well, you could tie a knot you cut the slit yeah but he was too gay to get in he was too gay to get in man it's not his fault and, and, you know what? and, and the southern baptist would have uh supported that because he's tying up a woman for sexual <laughs> sexual gratification <laughs> that's, that's right well he he had a girlfriend so he's gonna get that support right exactly. away <laughs> good, uh, also so like that shit. Hey, hey morgan i also wish i was there when he told his girlfriend about this, this, how this plan gone wrong? <laughs> how the hell do you tell your girlfriend that? Yeah, like, how are you talking to? It's like, what's wrong with you today? Oh, baby, you're not gonna believe the day I had. Um, you, you know that guy? Have you heard of Charles Ramsey? Like, the, oh, I feel Lord. like that's how you start that discussion. You heard of Charles Ramsey, right? You know how he's like blowing up? Like, you know, he got like a speaker deal. He's like gonna be a, uh, yeah, okay. Well. I kidnapped someone and accidentally killed him. So while I was eating McDonald's, yes, a uh, girl that I made a fake Facebook profile for. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My bad. Uh, here's another one, and this is actually a article that I can play the audio of. So let me turn up the volume. Thanks. New at six, a Waterford man is accused of using Craigslist sex ads to harass his neighbor. 
30-year-old Jason Wills oh. is charged with felony identity theft in this case. Only on 12 News, Nick Bohr talks to the victim who tells him strange men started showing up in the middle of the night. <laughs> 30-year-old Jason Willis of Waterford at his intake appearance accused of creating personal ads on Craigslist for a neighbor woman who had no idea he was doing it. And <gasps> sent multiple emails using the victim's identifying information, her name, her address, and sending people to her home for sexual activity. You didn't realize what they were here for? No. I had no idea. We're not showing the victim's face to protect her identity. She tells us strange men began showing up at her door late at night. As she sent them away, she learned they were answering a Craigslist ad she didn't place. She finally called police. And it was at 12.30 at night with my daughter and I here. And it freaked me out. Someone insistently ringing the doorbell at 12.30 at night is not a good sign. So I just called 911 right away. That man was wearing only a raincoat. Oh, a shit! A long police investigation <laughs> with the cooperation of Craigslist led to her neighbor, Jason Willis. The victim says she's had a few run-ins with his family over the years, but can't explain being targeted in this way. Willis's explanation, according to the complaint, it, quote, was just a joke. It may have been a joke to him, but it wasn't a joke when it's a single mom with just her daughter and having strange men up to her door all the time. Willis has been freed on a thousand dollars bail and allowed to return to his Waterford neighborhood, but as a condition, any computers in the home or even a smartphone all have to be out by midnight tonight. In Racine County, Nick Ford, WISN. Alright, that, that's a pretty weird uh, um, rule. penalty, right? That's That's gotta be new. So guess the race uh, of the man who posted the Facebook, uh, I mean the Craigslist ad, ad uh, Morgan. Your, see, your audience is going to like this because he's from Wisconsin, which is the state of what? Cheese. Cheese. That's, a, that's a white man. All right. Uh, let's check the chat room. Yeah. Uh, by the way, he had on a Packers shirt in the uh, articles in the video. <laughs> oh, my. Can't make that up. Can't make that up. Are we guessing the man? Yes, we're guessing the man. Uh, worst joke ever. Cheese all over his watch. Cheese all over his chain. All cheese, everything white. Oh, my. You smell that? Wet dog white. <laughs> Flash. Ah, whitest man in the universe. Uh, oh, that's right. I saw that movie, Greg. They want to uh, body knock and rock her galoshes white. Oh, cheese, my. Cheese eating honky tonk cracker. A member of Theta Kappa honky Phi queso. <laughs> <laughs> cheese head. $1,000 bond for a felony. That white nigga whiter than Chris Anderson swimming in cheese whiz wearing a Brett Favre jersey. Wow. Packers fan white from Wisconsin white. 4chan anonymous with a guy Falk mask made of cheddar. The correct answer is white. And and for me, the thing that gave it away mm-hmm. was that y'all gave him up to midnight to get rid of his shit versus them <laughs> right. coming in there talking about give me all your electronical shit. And if we come back in here and you got something, we're going to burn this motherfucker down. I just man, it seems so fucking risky that that Craigslist is even a thing. You know, what I mean? <laughs> yeah. that Craigslist is even like we read so much shit on this show that is specific to like if Craigslist didn't exist, these people would be alive right. and unharmed right now. Yes, yes, and, and or or somebody would gaffle them in real life in a other in some other harder fashion than just being like, "Hey guys, free pussy giveaway at six o'clock. Bring two thousand dollars. We'll talk to you then." <laughs> like this guy would have found a different way to harass her. He would just would have done it 
directly. And what's amazing to me, and again, you talk about like the breaks white guys getting the legal system, that he's allowed to go right back to the neighborhood. Right. Right. So then he's not the one. He's still not the one inconvenienced by this. It's the woman who's been harassed. Right. Yep. So, you know, he did they say he can't contact her? They didn't say any of that. He goes right back to the neighborhood. She can see him every day. They really the house. He might take out a classified ad. They really should make him and, uh, a. I think when people do this, because this has happened more than once, we've covered it on the show. Anytime this happens, you should have to be registered as a sexual predator. Yeah. Anytime. Right. Cause there's, this, this is actually more tame than some of the other ones. Cause some they put out there like, I have a rape fantasy. Yes. Yeah, and I don't even want to know who you are. Just show up in a mask and break in and, my house and rape me. Even no matter what I say, I am okay with this. Just show up. And they've had dudes show up and, and then when they get like shot or beaten or some shit, then it's like, uh, yeah, man, I was responding to a Craigslist ad, so, uh, I shouldn't be charged with this, right? right. It's like, fuck you, man. That is, it's like her ex-husband put out that ad. Who yeah, knows? And, and my thing is that he talking about it's a joke. Nah, you, you purposely targeted her because of the issue you had with her. Who writes a joke about, here's my address, yeah. here's my name, somewhere. And why right. would people go out there going, well, let's just show up to some random person's house? Right. What's, what is the punchline? Mm-hmm. What's the punchline? What's the joke? Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, not, not, not unless the dick is the joke and that's not a joke. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Not in this instance. Nobody that showed up was joking around with that. No, dick. no. Um, a right. theft of ribs gets a five time felon 50 years in prison. Wow. Mm-hmm. All Willie Smith Ward wanted was his baby back ribs, but it cost him 50 years in prison. I want my baby, 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 mm-hmm. ribs. Mm-hmm. His problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Morgan. How do you spell Willie? W-I-L-L-I-E. Okay. I know the race already. Keep going. Okay. His problem started when he tucked a large rack under his shirt. And tried to leave the HEB store without paying in September 2011. Oh. That's the, uh, that's the September 11 he'll always remember. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> did, did anybody be like, he must be working out. Look at them ribs. A jury in Waco's 19th <laughs> State District Court also didn't like the 43-year-old ward's previous five felony and four misdemeanor commi- convictions. Uh-oh. And recommended that Ward be sentenced to 50 years in prison as a habitual criminal. You hear that, Jason Whitlock? Ribs can get you in trouble. Be careful out here, brother. Ah! Jurors took two minutes Wednesday to convict Ward. Two minutes? God damn! <laughs> <laughs> a ra- rack get you 50. 50 years. <laughs> two minutes! That's beautiful. Wow. Holy shit. Open shut case. I can't think of anything I can get 12 people to agree on in a two minute. You can't order a fucking pizza Lunch. in two minutes to a 12 people. You can't get 12. Hey man, I think you get pepperoni. I'm allergic to pepperoni and cheese. I hate pizza. Yeah, I'm, I want it gluten free. I want it sugar free. Right. Hey, I think this, I think this dude's guilty. I don't Agreed. Like yeah. Can we get out of here? I got it. I still, I can, we can still make lunch. Um, so yeah, it took two minutes to convict him on robbery charges and about an hour to decide his punishment. War's death of the $35 rack of pork ribs turned into a robbery where he threatened a grocery store employee who saw the huge bulge under Ward's shirt and tried to stop him in the parking lot. Uh, it would have been funny if he would have had to come back later for barbecue sauce and like, <laughs> ah! <laughs> this, this, this verdict shows that the citizens of this county 
will not tolerate a continued disrespect and disregard for other people and their property said district attorney J.R. Vicha, who prosecuted war with Chris Boulegian in the easiest case of all time. People who chose to choose to do so will be dealt with seriously and appropriately because we all know it's appropriate to get 50 years for stealing ribs. <laughs> it's definitely serious. I will say that much. The employee testified that he asked Ward what was under his shirt and the slab and the slab of ribs fell to the ground. Oh, shit. Oh. <laughs> it's like an episode of Martin or some shit, man. Um, so, um, you, so then after his ribs fell to the ground, he asked Ward what else was he hiding and Ward said, I got a knife. Oh, shit. To cut the ribs. The employee took told Ward, now you just turned a ticket into a serious crime. Now see the thing is, I feel like this dude got didn't get the benefit of the doubt because he could have when the guy said, What else are you hiding? And he said, I got a knife, it might not even been a threat. He might have just been telling what else he was hiding. I'm also hiding a knife. Yeah. So I don't know. That is true. Oh, wow. So it, it 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 shows you too like how often this store gets robbed. That this employee has been robbed often enough that he knows the different types of robbery. Yeah, he's not even and... scared. <laughs> he's like, well, last time someone threatened me, man. <laughs> like he didn't get scared. He just started informing him of the charges. He's like, he just keeps the inventory of of types of robbery in his head. <laughs> and just checks off the boxes as they happen to him he's like oh you got a knife nigga that's five to ten you are you don't have any ah. other i hope you don't have any other strikes on you oh you already got two strikes mm, you might be doing 50 to life <laughs> um if you don't leave me alone i'll show you what i got ward said according to the employee's testimony ward then ran off ward has previous felony convictions for burglary attempted robbery aggravated assault leaving the scene of an accident and possession of cocaine and four misdemeanor convictions including two thefts he will have to serve at least a quarter of his sentence before he becomes eligible for parole uh court officials said ward rejected a 20-year prison sentence in a plea offer from prosecutors before the trial uh why would he reject that? Did he, was he like, I'm not guilty? Or did he just really not think they would give him 50 years? He saved five years. Mm, well, it was like he got yeah, some bad no, there's advice. There's no way in hell he thought he was getting 50 years. Like, yeah. If someone comes to me, it doesn't matter what my priors are. If someone comes to me and says, look, we're going to offer you 20 years uh, for stealing some ribs. And I'm going to laugh. That actually was pretty logical. Like, yeah, that's actually a, that's actually a really good point. I would also laugh no matter what the fuck I had done previously. Like I don't care if I got convicted of raping and murdering ribs two years ago. <laughs> ah! If you came to me and were like, "Hey man, uh, we're gonna put on the table for you to get fifty years for these ribs," I'd be like, "Man, get the fuck out of here, dog." It's like, well, look, we'll compromise and give you 20 years for these ribs. Come on, seriously, man. 20 years for ribs? Come on, dog. Nobody, nobody was going to convict me of that. I'll be out of here by the weekend. And then next thing you know, I'll be crying in the courtroom. Like, 50 years for some ribs? I think if I, the, when the verdict got passed, that, that courtroom footage would go viral because it would just be me going, for ribs? 50 years? You got to be kidding me. Um, so guess the race of Willie. Smith Ward. Okay, well, now if I was looking for for white men mm-hmm. who spell their name W I 
L L I E, who would also steal ribs. Like Waco, Texas would be a good place to start. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to say Willie is a black guy. All right, let's check the chat room. Dark meat. Aww. 50 years for some goddamn ribs. That nigga blacker than Don DC Curry at Brews Barbecue. So good, make you want to smack your mama. <laughs> that sounds like a, a slogan. It is from Friday, I think. Um, Friday the, the third one, I think. Uh, pick a ninny. <laughs> I love it when they break out the ones I don't hear often. Love that. Uh, Jerry, Jerry Curl, Chris Rock, and I'm gonna get you sucker black. <laughs> how much, how much can you pull my hand for a dime? <laughs> Come on, dog. <laughs> One real. <laughs> you gotta change for a hundred. How much, how much? How much for order of ribs? <laughs> How much got for just one? One order of ribs coming up. No. no, no. One rib. One. God damn, man. I gotta watch that today. That's my movie, dog. Who said that? Who fuck? Right, who said that shit, dog? So whoever uh Greg, yo, Greg, that that's what's up. That's awesome. That's a great guess. Uh it's simple math, Rob. Pork plus rubs equal nigga with the fully burned, unashed Newport in his mouth. Oh, one who never got the chance to suffer the effects of mud butt. Oh my. Um, let's see, bruh man from the fifth flow. All you is super ugly. Thank you, Swag Surfer. Have a good one. Uh, Sai Coon ass Coon, dead giveaway. He eat. We eat ribs with this dude. Black. <laughs> we eat ribs with this dude. Oh, just be glad it wasn't Fish Friday. It was Rib Wednesday. White Marlon Wayne's done fell on hard times. Shaking my head. You gonna eat so your cornbread and ribs? My cup costs more than fifteen cent. Yeah, Andre, that's my that's my <laughs> movie, dog. Uh, blacker than Jim Brown in the Million Man March. Speaking of, I'm gonna get you, sucker. He's in there. Uh, the correct answer. Is, oh, and Green Mile Jigaboo. Uh, the correct answer is black. <laughs> he was black. I'm glad that we got a black one in because I felt like uh all the white people that were listening up to that point were like, God damn it, because <laughs> the stories were all like, <laughs> Oh, man, yeah. man kidnaps dogs and rapes it. Uh, guess the race. Uh, he's also from Wisconsin and wearing a Packer shirt. Um. All right, last story because we can't we can't do this story we can't do a show without talking about this because it keeps happening and we spread awareness. Um, and this is also guess the race, and this is for double bonus points, uh, Morgan. So uh, this really puts hey. you ahead of other people hey. in the competition. Um, police say a man swung a two foot sword at his girlfriend. Woo! A thirty three year old West Palm Beach. Oh, Florida, God damn it! We almost made it a whole show. Have we ever, has, has Florida ever not appeared on this? Dude, I really, I, I'm gonna have a hard time thinking of when it hasn't, and I don't even look for that shit. It's no. crazy. He, he read them, he looked for stories, he just looked for them, and then he happened to read them, so he just as shocked as everybody else. What the fuck is wrong with that place, man? I hate that Bo's down there, man. I just, every day I just hope nothing happens to him. I just check yeah. on him. I check his Twitter feed way more now that he's in Florida, cause I'm like, I just wanna make sure the brother's still alive. Oh lord. You don't never know what's happening. Look at these crazy motherfuckers swinging swords at their girlfriends and shit. Huh. Uh, yes. Miami's not like the rest of Florida. I, I hope I hope you're you right. Man. South of Florida, yeah. Most you of the story. Fort Lauderdale is not really like. 
florida the rest um, of it is like the rest of florida well most of the stories do for to, to that credit most of the stories don't come out of miami um so True. yeah he swung a two-foot sword at his girl say that again morgan i'm sorry I said, well, West Palm Beach is not far from Miami. It's about an hour north of there. Oh, man. Oh, here we go. Uh, he went H. Yeah. Uh, he went H. Heens was arrested on a charge of aggravated assault with a deadly weapon overnight Monday. He was released early Tuesday today on supervision. Uh, he also has to pay a $3,000 bond record show. West Palm Beach police were called to a home within the city limits late Monday night after Heens' girlfriend reportedly reported that Heens pulled a sword on her. The girlfriend, whose name was redacted with a prob- from a probable cause affidavit, told police that Haynes was drinking for several hours, and the two got into a fight over a broken mirror. Oh, well, that's, that's bad luck, Karen. And yeah. I guess it was bad luck for her. Yes. Uh, Haynes asked if she was going to replace the so, mirror. <laughs> Say that again, Mo. You broke up a little bit. You see the pictures, Rod? Which of them is ugly enough to break a mirror? Oh, yeah, well. I want to know. Mm-hmm. It, well, she's not pictured, so maybe it was her. Uh, and it sounds like he's blaming her, too. <laughs> he's asked if she was going to replace okay. the mirror, and she said no. He then allegedly told her to follow him into the living room to show her something. Oh, snap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she must have been real stupid. Show her going face works. If, if someone says something angry to you, and then you answer no, and they go, let me show you something, it's probably not something good no you know <laughs> hey you broke my mirror you gonna replace it no okay cool i got a surprise for you in the living room why don't you come on in here for a second um so he pulled out a two-foot sword that had a black handle from the closet in the living room causing the girlfriend to be in fear of what he was going to do to her and her son hens hens i don't know how you pronounce this uh hens then walked over to the DVD player and removed the, the movie his girlfriend was watching. And he told her if he wasn't getting a new mirror, she couldn't watch the movie. The woman called police while Heens was swinging the sword around, she reported. Uh, Damn, she, she, she quick on her feet. Well, look. You she, ducking, weaving, and calling? She was prepared for that seven years of bad luck immediately, you know. <laughs> uh, officers arrested Heens and found the sword in the living room closet. So he put it back. Uh, guess the race, uh, Morgan. How do you spell it? What is his name? H e n n e s is his last name, and his name is Hewan. H e w a n. H is his middle initial. Hines or Hines? I don't know. Hines. Hewan H Hines. Triple H. Triple H. H e n n e s. H e n n e s. And his first name. Hewan, H E W A N. Fuck. Man. That's a tough one. Mm-hmm. Because we, we as a people, we like uh, the alliterative first, middle, and last names. I can't place none of those names. I'm going to go out on a limb because he's in West Palm Beach, Florida, and say it's a white guy. All right. Let's check the chat room and see what they say. Uh, we'll, Let's see. Cheese eating Ritz, whiter than Chris Anderson doing meth bumps off of a mirror while sitting at home suspended from game six of the NBA playoffs. Oh, Ninja Assassin Yellow Belly. There can only be one white. Who names a kid he won? That's what I'm saying. I need this. I missed that first one. Spick. Keeping it simple. All right. Oh, Jeff. Lord. A Latino, one who uses the sword to fillet cats and serve them general soul style. 
Oh, snap. Head chopping jihadist. Head chopping jihadist. I don't think we've ever seen that. Twenties and fifties big ass titties. Okay. I don't understand what race that means. The correct answer is. Okay. Wiggity, wicked, white. Wiggity, wicked, white, eight, 1804 style. Correct answer is black. It is a black man. Yeah, black guy. He get ready to post it. Yeah. Yeah, dude. I know. I know. I'm the same as y'all. I'm shocked. And I'm telling you guys, man, this is what's, what's crazy about this is like sword ratchetness knows no race. Okay. Can't trust anybody with a sword. So what were you going to say, Morgan? I'm sorry. Yeah. Juan H. Google Willie Ward. He looks like a guy that would steal ribs. Willie Ward does. (laughs) <laughs> he, he won Hennis. Yeah, he won Hennis. Is that how you pronounce it? I don't know how you pronounce this guy's last name. I, I don't know. I'm just saying it phonetically. He's on Google Plus. He's all over the place, man. Yeah, oh, man. Lord. He seems Seems like a nice guy. A lot of he won Hennis. Yeah, it can't be a lot. How many he won Hennis's? Can't be a lot of he wines. Period. You know. And, uh, and somebody in the chat room said it's probably pronounced Juan. Oh, somebody says it's probably pronounced Juan. Oh, he goes. He's on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's on Twitter. Okay, this cat. This cat is. This cat is Haitian, man. That's what it is. Haitian. Better claim him. It's your brother. Yeah. So it's 1804. I put it in the chat room. Shirley, you know that's one of your you boys. Claim him, sure. And his Twitter name is Hennessy five sixty one. Oh snap! Yeah, that's see see because sometimes people go well, so and so so and so is Haitian. That's not really black, but if your Twitter name has Hennessy in it, you black. You identify with nigga <laughs> shit, dog. That's what that's what niggas drink. Uh, all right, man. Make sure y'all check out Morgan. Um, you know he he's on Twitter at Morgan P Campbell. Mm-hmm. Check out his website. Uh, by Morgan Campbell. Uh, dot com. Um, like I said, man, very funny dude, very knowledgeable dude. And when you go to his website, sign up for his, uh, newsletter so that you get updates when he posts articles and blog posts and stuff like that. Um, I get them and, uh, you know, like I said, it's always informative shit. Like, um, I, I have to, uh, sit down and read Morgan shit normally because, you know, most people, they write some shit. I'm like, oh, cool. I'll read this between two weeks. Morgan shit, I'll be like, hold on, I need to wait till I get 10 minutes to like really read some shit. So, uh, make sure you guys do that. Of course, blackoutist.com for all our stuff. Shadow Dog Productions, uh, don't forget the film In the Goodbye. Uh, you can get that for, uh, $7. Um, and you can get the instant video, uh, online for $4. So, totally up to you guys. Shadowdogproductions.com slash ITG dot HTML. Uh, we'll see you guys tomorrow at nine o'clock, uh, for the Monday show. Mm-hmm. So, uh, until tomorrow, love you. You too, baby. Mwah. Mwah.